Welcome to the Fit and Healthy Denver podcast, where we discuss all things revolving around health, fitness, and wellness in the amazing state of Colorado. So you can get behind the scenes information from industry insiders, special events, and more. Coming up is our host, physical therapist and strength coach, Dr. Jamie Beauvais. And here we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. And today I would like to welcome Jason Kelly, who is the owner of CrossFit Broadway. And CrossFit Broadway was one of the first CrossFit gyms in Denver and is now they just celebrated their 10th anniversary. So congratulations for that, Jason. That's a great accomplishment. Um, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, and, and you will notice uh, Jason's accent um, a little bit, so I'm sure he gets a hard time about that every now and then, but nice, it should help to keep you interested as well. So, welcome, Jason. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I am from New Zealand, even though I get called Australian pretty much every day of my life <laughs> over here. Yeah, hence the rivalry, I'm sure. Don't don't like to be compared to each other. Yeah. But Jason is going to be our expert today on the subject of injury prevention. And one of the things that I noticed when I first went to CrossFit Broadway, they have uh, a wall with people who have, have been there for five years and who have been ten, there 10 years. And that is an amazing accomplishment. CrossFit many times gets a bad rap for injuries. But with great coaching, that's not necessarily the case. And Jason has more five-year members than any gym or box I think I've ever seen. So, Jason, how have you been so successful with keeping members that long and keeping them healthy that long? I think we had done a really good job of just having more of an individual approach to a group templated format, right? So, obviously, CrossFit as a group team played a format and, and a lot of, well, traditionally it's like, regardless who comes in that day, they must do what's written on the board. And we kind of take a different approach where it's a little bit more individualized where if people are short in certain ranges of motion or having some um, pain or discomfort in certain areas that we manipulate the workout or customize a little bit more for them on any day. Okay. And I know one of the big things that you are super proud of and um, is a Broadway corrective. And when you told me about this, I was like, yes, this is awesome. I just love the approach. So why don't you tell everybody what the Broadway corrective is and why you developed it and who it's perfect for? Yeah. So we obviously have a CrossFit program and then about six months is kind of during the uh, the lockdown, actually, we I actually introduced Broadway corrective program, which is it's another offering that we have. Basically, it's a totally customized program. So it's still in the class format, but every single one or person that comes into that has been through the process of going through a movement screen, going through strength testing to, to check out any bias that they have, you know, hinging, squatting, push, pulling, and single leg stuff, single arm stuff. And with that, we create their own custom program. The first 40 minutes of each class is them doing their own custom program, their own individual warm-up and their own strength or skill or technique work, whatever they have programmed for that day. And that's obviously well. And then the last 15, 20 minutes is, is reserved for the general conditioning for the day that they actually come together as a group to do. So the first 40 minutes, their own stuff. So if you have six people in the class, all six people will be doing something completely different that is specific to them. Then they will come together 
to do a conditioning piece together, which generally everyone loves, and that's the reason why they do group fitness in the beginning. So, and obviously that that conditioning piece can be customized as well according to what limitations they have. Modif- with modifications, yeah. And so what, what was the need that you saw yep. that um, you were filling with the Broadway Corrective as far as injury prevention goes? Well, it, it originally started just, just from my own kind of, um, my own needs, to be honest. I mean, I started my having my own coach about almost five years ago, and I was pretty big into competing in CrossFit at the time. And my body was broken from a long rugby career, and I would wake up an immense amount of pain every single day. And I was like, it was no, it was not sustainable. If I wanted to compete any longer, then I was going to have to, you know, find a different way. So I ended up getting a coach that kind of shifted my mindset on how to approach training, how to approach CrossFit, and just to how to approach, I guess, pain management and things to take them from weaknesses and turn them into strengths. So, but one of the saddest things as a business or a gym owner is to have people leave when they are hurt, right? Because they feel that we can't do anything for them. Or they go to a doctor or whatever and, they, and the doctor tells them to stop what they're doing. So I, I guess I developed this program to, to help people that have been in, you know, suffer from pain or discomfort on a given, any given day, have specific strength or sporting goals. And so we can take them away from a templated program and have something customized that's just compared to a templated program. Cool. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So you're, you're personalizing their movement, you're personalizing their um, strength goals, their mobility goals. And by doing so, not only are you helping them to, pre- to prevent injuries, you're helping them athletically to perform better to where they're more likely to succeed in your, in your um, gym and in your box. So that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what you find, and I'm sure you find this as well, James, is that when people come to you or they come to me and they're in pain and discomfort, it, it not only affects them physically, but it affects them so many other aspects of their life, right? I mean, it affects their mood when they're at home, playing with their kids or hanging with their partner. There's so many different avenues with pain, right? It's not just the physical stuff for that one hour inside the gym. It's like it affects every single aspect of life. And, and that's a pretty strong kind of thing to deal with for people. So to get them out of that and, and to make them live a healthier life just gives them a more fulfilling life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, and there's, you know, I think some people, some of my friends would kind of be like, you know, Jason's working with people in pain and helping him get out of pain. Why do you want to do this interview with him? Cause isn't he a competitor? And my answer is no, not even like, we're not even close to helping as many people as we could. Like there's right. so many people out there that are hurt and broken and not moving well. We're not going to touch half of them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's more about how can we partner together and help everybody, right? Like there's no, there's no shortage of people who are in pain out there or who aren't moving well. So. Absolutely. And especially with you. And then when we finally got to connect, it was, you know, I've been in this business or the CrossFit industry anyway for 10 years. You're the first person that I've had that will actually work to help people. Generally, if I've, if I've come across therapists in, in the past, it's like, they want to take them all for themselves. And it's like there's been no real partnership and it's been very refreshing to work with you to, to provide that for people. And, and 
their rate of success and their rate of improvement has gone through the roof compared to someone who's just working with one person. Yeah, and and I think you know there's there's an important aspect for that for the for the athlete or, or for that person who's in pain, and it's like I can I can help people get out of pain, but you don't just want to be out of pain. You want to be able to move better. And, you know, if you're an athlete, you want to be able to move faster, longer, push more weight. And, and so there is that crossing line in, in rehab and then performance, right? And if, if, we, can, if we can communicate right. along the way, you know, you can tell me, hey, this is what I've seen in Broadway that I think is an issue. That gives me a lot more information and we can really, mm-hmm. you know, improve the rehab quicker, move them into that performance, and, and we can kind of work together to improve that athletic standpoint. And along that way, part one of the best ways to prevent future injuries is getting stronger and moving better. I mean, it is the right. way, to be completely honest. Yep. And so why not Absolutely. have multiple people involved in that process um, that you get a little bit, a little different piece, a little bit um, different opinion, a little bit a uh, different viewpoint on how to improve the athlete. I mean, that's that's what professional athletes do. They don't have one trainer, right? right. Tiger Woods didn't have one coach. He had seven, you know? He had right. seven guys looking at how he hit the ball. Now, that's the best guy in the history of golf, arguably, but, yeah. you know, who, who had the humility, golf-wise, um, to um, take advice from seven other people, right? Um, and right. I think that's how we need to approach health in general and injury prevention in general. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I saw how many people were, had been in your, uh, in your box for five years, I was, I was pretty blown away just because that's, um, rare and cross CrossFit, um, to, uh, love a gym that one that much to enjoy that community that much to stay injury free or to quickly get out of injuries, um, and really progress, um, their athletic abilities for that long, um, in the sport. Um, so Good job for you. So, um, thank you. Yeah. So we are going to talk about a couple of different questions around, um, injury prevention, uh, and just health in general now. So we've taken some of these questions from our face, the fit and healthy Facebook group, uh, that we're part of. Uh, so join there if you want more information on this, but let's first talk about the importance of warmups and cool downs for injury prevention. So, Jason, what's your opinion on warm-ups and cool-downs? Yeah, so warm-ups especially, I mean, I'm a firm believer in, um, in having, I guess, a, a longer warm-up, something that's forcing you or putting you through it, the range of motion that's going to be replicated in whatever you're doing that day. I'd like to call, we do a lot of loaded mobility, I guess we would call it. We're actually loaded in certain ranges of motion up to people, people's capacity as well as obviously getting the heart rate up and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously essential. If you want to train well into your potential, into your maximum, then priming and, and working through that joint range of motion is essential, right, in terms of your joint and tendon health. Yeah, and I think you, you touched on it a little bit of uh... – what I, what I call priming the brain. So you kind of do a similar motion to what you're going to do in the workout and that gets your brain ready for that movement. So it knows how to contract the muscles. It knows how to relax other muscles and you're kind of, you know, moving it through that. And that part of that is what is called the dynamic warm up, And it's much different than, you know, that static stretching that was taught forever. You know, it's, it's, it, you want to get a little bit of sweat going on, right? You want to take yourself through those motions. And one of the uh, sports that has really, 
pioneered this is soccer. And in soccer, there's something called the FIFA FIFA plus 11, I believe. And it's essentially 11 movements that you do before your game. And they're kind of, you know, they're active. They're kind of kicks and things like that. But when they came up with this, it was like, oh, this is a good idea. And then they studied it and the injury rates, the injury rate reduction went through the roof, the injury rate reduction. So less injuries. Um, And it was, I think it was kind of eye opening. And so now other sports, I believe there's one for rugby. I don't know the name of it, but it also um, really decreased rates. And that's, that's basically what you're doing in that, that loaded mobility is you're kind of warming and priming the brain for this is how I move weight. This is the motions I want to go through, through when I move weight, but just without doing it in a completely exhaustive way. So I think, yeah. And, and those, those type of warmups have really been shown to help with injury prevention. And let's talk about cool downs because cool downs. A lot of people don't do it. So, you know, they get in there, they do their wad, they're just exhausted. And it's like they lay on the ground for a little bit, catch their breath, sit in the car and go home. Right. What that probably doesn't help us nearly as much as um, doing a cool down. And so cool downs, there's lots of different opinions on what those are. I, I classify these as staying after the workout for about five minutes and getting your heart rate in about 60% its heart rate maximum and just staying there. So for most, for, let's see, for your 30 to 40 year olds, that's going to be around 115, 125, something like that. And you just stay there and it's real light and, you know, jogging, jump roping may get you there, um, or biking. And that does a couple things. Yes, it kind of pumps that lactic acid out a little bit, but that's not as responsible for soreness and things like that as most people think. Uh, but what has been shown is this really helps with the next day's workout. Um, and so if you are feeling better going into that workout, now it may be mental, but it has been shown to reduce um, injuries. Jason, I'm, I'm curious on your what you guys do for cool downs, what, what's your opinion on cool downs? Cause not everybody agrees with this, by the way, but, um, it's just what I found kind of in the research. And yeah. I mean, that helped. We tend to take the group for a walk straight out, like immediately after. And obviously if it's a crossfit class, obviously these are the high intensity piece to finish. And rather than just have people lying on the floor and stuff like that, we try to keep people moving. So go take them out for a walk around the block or, is, it's also a good way for us to kind of build camaraderie immediately after a workout. Yep. Um, you know, one of the issues with group training is that you always run out of time. Yeah. And so the, I feel like the first thing that gets eliminated from a group class is the cool down. Yep. So, 100%. Uh, sometimes, you know, for us, the walk portion solves two issues. It's partly a cool down, but also chance for us to build that community so that's yeah. our i guess way to um yeah kill two birds with one stone and get cool as idea. much value in our time as we can yeah that's a cool idea i hadn't thought about doing it like that but that's a that's a great idea and you're right because nobody wants to sit around for a class they're paying for and you know kind of barely work out it's not not what they're paying for um yeah it's, it's <laughs> the, in terms of attention and people's ability to maintain attention in a cool down is, in a group setting anyway is very, very challenging. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, okay. So I mean, if we, if, we, if we were able to have more time, we would we would absolutely use it. Yeah. All right. So now let's go on. So um, no, So this was a question from the group. Knowing when pain is a warning sign. So, Jason, how, do, how would somebody know when pain is a warning sign um, that an injury could be about to pop up? You know, it's an, it's, a, it's an interesting question, right? Because I feel like when people feel pain, 
they instantly think of what they're doing just in that moment versus thinking about what's happened the weeks prior. Right? So it's like, for as we'll use like a deadlift, right, as an example, because a lot of people are afraid of a deadlift, right? So if somebody hurts their back doing a deadlift, there's, there's a couple of reasons why that may occur, right? Obviously, technically, it may be an issue, right, that they're doing it wrong. But also, it could be because they slept poorly or they've been eating poorly or they've been partying too much or they're incredibly stressed at work. Like all these other factors in their life that play a role in how the body reacts to stress, right? So, um, you know, when, when you have pain or discomfort in a certain movement or a certain, a certain moment, um, it's a really good way to address all the factors in your life, I think, versus just the thing that you're doing in the moment. Yeah, good question. And I'm going to take a slightly different angle on that. <clears throat> and I'm going to say um, pain is always a warning sign. However, pain isn't always damage. So, you know, it, it is your um, da- it's your dashboard light that comes on that says pay attention, right? You know, but that could be a lot of different things. Like you said, it could be partying too much. It could be not getting any sleep. <clears throat> it can be your body just telling you be aware um, of this. Something isn't quite right. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean damage. And one of the things that can happen is if you've had past injuries, your body can be really nervous. And then if you kind of get close to a similar position of similar stress, you can feel pain when there's no damage because your brain is so nervous. It, it just wants you to be aware. So it's kind of a uh, pay attention yeah. sign is what it is. It's not necessarily damage, um, but it is a sign that you need to start paying attention and start figuring out what's causing it and, and take action to um, prevent it going forward. All right. Yeah. I next like question. that, like kind of like a trick engine line. Yeah. So next question, how do we use rest days and how often should we schedule them? You know, there's like, especially, I mean, obviously deep inside the CrossFit world um, and the tradition of CrossFit was three on one off, right? I'm not a firm believer in, in having a schedule like that for every single person. I think it's more of an, on an individual basis. I think it, a lot of it has to do with your training history and your kind of your training age. Um, I think this takes some, you know, it takes some playing around with in terms of how your body is feeling and, and the stress that you are. And is it affecting your sleep in terms of, of that? We tend to encourage people that are new to exercise that like a two-on-one-off is the best way to begin. Um, someone that has been training at a, at a serious level for five years, we may say, you know, you can go three on within an active recovery day and then one on and, and then a rest day, you know? So I feel like it's more based individually. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a tough question to answer, I guess. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's absolutely uh, individual because you're, you're one percenter who's going to the games and is, you know, an elite athlete. They're probably working out seven times a week or possibly even more, but they can do that, yeah. right? They've, they've trained themselves up to that. Your person who's starting CrossFit, they try that and that is not going to work well. Um, and so what the, yeah. what the research suggests is there is a sweet spot um, of three to six workouts per week. Um, below that, and you have an injury, uh, you have an in, a much increased chance of injury. Um, both if you're only working out once a week, you know, you may not be 
training yourself hard enough to adapt and that may actually be increasing your injury risk. And then if you go above that, <clears throat> except for, for those people who are very good, um, they may be overdoing it. And um, so that does bring up uh, kind of different types mm -hmm. of injuries. You have your acute injuries, which are those are the ones that happen right away. And it's essentially you're doing too much too soon, except for for trauma. You know, if that rare person who dropped a plate on their head or something like that. But <clears throat> those acute injuries are where you do too much too mm -hmm. soon. Then you have those chronic injuries where you're doing too much over a long period of time. And I think we get into those things and it's Jason touched on, it, but it's, you know, monitoring your, your sleep is a huge indicator of how stressed you are uh, physically, mentally, everything else. Um, so if you're not sleeping well, that's a big sign. You know, if you're moody during the day and you're just cranky with everybody, it's maybe a sign that you're overtraining. Um, and we know that there are things that now that uh, there's more bio bio data. Um, I'm not sure if that's right, but they're the one of the biggest indicators of um, injury likelihood is what's called heart rate variability. And there's lots of apps out there now that m will measure this. And your heart rate variability is basically how well your sympathetic, parasympathetic uh, nervous system is working together or that fight or flight, rest and digest. And so if they're in balance, there should be a large variability. The narrower that gets, it means you're not adapting to the training and or the stresses of life, which are just as much important. Um, and the the less you're adapting to those things, the like more likely you are to get injured. So for those um, tech geeks out there, look into some devices that measure heart rate variability. There are some free apps on your iPhone um, that you can get to measure that as well. Um, kind of got off topic there. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, so how often to re re you know schedule those rest days? And I think it's you know learn to learn to <laughs> listen to your body essentially. All right. So next question. How can injuries be prevented? Yeah, it's it's not another one. It's be so different on this. It, it, it's uh, being smart with loading, being smart with uh, frequency of training, technically well, or whatever you're doing, run technically well. And the, there's so much like I guess intuition with this stuff is like you really have to learn if you're in a training program of any sort of intensity, you really need to learn how your body responds um, and understand when you are really tired or really sore, like what is happening to your body and, and adjust accordingly, right? And do the appropriate things to uh, offset that or, or to prevent it from happening. Um, yeah. there, I mean, there's so many factors that go into it, right? Sleep, stress, diet, um, that will lead. It's like, you know, it's... It, I feel like, especially during these times with COVID and, and everything and how more stressed people are at the moment, it's like you add this added stress daily to everything that everyone already has. So kids, work, exercise, relationships, and then you add stress on top of this. If you don't eliminate something out of that equation, then your body can no longer handle it. And when your body is overloaded, injuries will occur. Yep. I think that's great. Yeah. And I think it's, and most people don't realize that stress, like mental stress has kind of the same effect on the body as physical stress. So they, they need to be in balance. If, if right. you're working out like crazy and you're just pushing it hard, but you're not all that mentally stressed, then most of, then you're probably fine. But if you're pushing it like crazy and you've got, you know, 
uh, mortgage issues, you got divorce issues, you got kid issues, then, you know, all that stress together is going to go across the line. And that's going to be where you're going to start overloading things too much. And you can really start uh, pushing it to where you might get injured. Um, so those yeah. other things are very important, the nutrition, the sleep. And I know you talked about that. Um, and I think, you know, and I know you have a, a mindfulness and nutrition uh, competition coming up. And I think keeping on track of those things on top of the other ways to um, stay injury free is very important. And if you look at any elite athlete, they're doing these things, or you look at the Olympians down in um, the Springs and they're doing these other things on top of training to stay injury free. So I would say with this on top yeah. of those things, on top of the life issues, I would say it's movement quality, movement quantity. And then Jason, you touched on this, but, um, how to not do too much too fast, um, or how to not do too much for too long. And so, and I think injury prevention, we've talked about this before, but injury prevention is one of the hardest things in the world to get people to buy into because if you thought you were going to get injured next year, you'd already be working on it. So the fact that you're not tells me you don't think you're going to get injured next year. Right. Um, and, and we talk about this a lot because the biggest predictor of future injury is current injury. So it's literally every person who comes into my office has the biggest predictor that they're going to get injured next year. Um, but they don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, right. we've, we kind of have a program where we work right. with people monthly and keep them, uh, injury free. Um, but it wasn't easy at first to, to convince people because they didn't believe that, but eventually we got enough people to sign up and we now have the data of over a thousand months without injuries. Um, and hopefully we'll get a university to study us pretty soon, but you know, it, working it's on a hard sell, right? It is. But I mean, being aware of this is, it is the thing you have to do. It's kind of like eating well, right? If you're overweight, it's probably the biggest predictor that you're going to be overweight next year, unless you do something about it. So, you know, you have to do something about it. Right. It was train. It's like I've, I've come to the realization over the last six months that intensity for me right now is not the right thing to do. So I've backed off completely of that. And, um, you know, instead of being like at a nine out of 10 every day with intensity, I've lowered it to like a seven. My body feels better for it. I feel healthy. Uh, I'm not losing any fitness whatsoever. Um, but I know that with the added stresses of life at the moment, that's where I need to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very, you know, you have to be aware of those things. And I think most people don't know to be aware of those things. So I think yeah, it's, you know, it's things like this. We're trying to get the word out, but just be aware yeah. of those things, you know, of stress levels, of your diet, of your sleep. Sleep is huge for um, yeah. injury prevention and, and, and uh, recovery from workouts, things like that. And it's probably, you know, if, if you had to pick the big three of the things that you can do today, get better sleep, better eat better, drink, drink. Most people are dehydrated, mm-hmm. so drink some water. Um, those are the three easy things yeah. you can do today yeah. to um, help yourself recover from workouts better and to, you know, help yourself to um prevent injuries. So next one I want to talk about is uh, cross training. So Jason, how do you use cross training both in uh, CrossFit Broadway and in the Broadway Corrective to help people stay injury free with CrossFit? So you mean by how do we adapt the program to the individual? That, that or just the methodology? Way. Yeah, uh, both. I think both are kind of good points. Yeah, I mean, 
I just variation, right, in terms of the exercise you do just adds interest for people in terms of if someone's looking to lose weight, for example, and, and um, they don't want to be doing the same movement all the time, right? So just adding variation and that helps um, keep the level high. Yeah, I think um, so. Well, let me kind of tell you, let me kind of say my piece and then you can kind of comment on it. So what I find is, is the people who are getting injured, yeah. you know, if you look at it, a hundred people in a group, most of them are kind of training in one plane. And so they, let's take a runner. They're, they're very good mm-hmm. at training in this plane, doing lunges right in front of them, doing lunges right behind them running. And they're like, I'm very strong. However, the muscles that control like rotational movements, they don't ever do. So they get weak there. And if you look mm-hmm. at what causes the injuries, for, for runners specifically, it is typically that they are weak in those other planes. So the ways that we can go about fixing that are possibly working on those other motions in different planes that while is not, um, you know, does not directly impact this plane of movement that runners do, it does help with injuries. So I know you do that a little bit of that yeah. within the Broadway corrective, but like, how do you guys, cause a lot of CrossFit is in this plane. Right, it's not a ton yeah. of rotational stuff, although there is some. Yeah. Um, how do you help people with cross training, whether that be running or adding or supplementary accessory work, those type things? How do you help them with that so they can not only improve as athletes but also prevent injuries? Yeah, I got you now. So, yeah, all the we talked about warm ups previously, but all the warm ups will both have similar movements to what's going to be in that day's piece. But we will also have movements in there that are different planes of motion and what is in the majority of their day. So um, if there's a lot of, you know, final plane stuff or whatever, then there's going to be different planes of motion in their warm-up, just in terms of being a better mover as a human, or athlete, whatever, if it's more sports-specific, there's so many more opportunities train those different plans of motion maybe it's something you may not use in your sport or your activity but being better in those planes is going to make you more athletic for one but it's going to make the body stronger and more adapt to, to stress yeah great absolutely well that's most of the questions we have from the facebook group i think we've done a pretty good job covering a lot of topics on this but i know both of us could probably talk about this all day which our listeners probably would not stay on here all day <laughs> So um, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, as far as injury prevention, um, Broadway's approach or the Broadway corrective or anything you want to clarify for people? No, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's people really coming to the realization that a group formatted program is not necessarily, necessarily the best thing for them, right? So as an example, right, and, and if you're a runner, and you choose to do a group template program predominantly running, then you're, I guess, kind of undervaluing, undervaluing other areas of opportunities of training that will make you a better runner, right? So runners need to strength train, right, and lift weights, right? Um, you know, if you're, you need to lift weights. Like, is I wouldn't just encourage people to go out and search find modalities that, that are going to make them better athletes, better or stronger humans, right? Versus just staying in this one narrow box. And I'm sure you see this, it's like athletes, they come in and they just one specific thing. 
they just get broken so quickly. Mm-hmm. And like you talk about the recurrence of injuries, those people are always going to be returning back of health to you know injury. And to get out of that, it's like you've got to search for other things. You've got to search for other ways, right? Because you will benefit from that significantly by expanding your training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, said, said beautifully, break, break this, break the circle of injuries and, uh, you know, start getting better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, everybody, uh, signing off here, Jamie with fit and healthy Denver and, uh, Jason, where can people find you, uh, on social media and how can they contact you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, just on uh, Instagram and Facebook, we, uh, just cross the Broadway. I mean, it's cross You'll find about both Cross the Broadway and the Broadway Corrective Program on both of those uh, avenues. Perfect. Well, everybody, we're dropping some gems on injury, injury prevention here. So make sure you listen back to this. Start preventing those injuries. Start getting as healthy as you can be. And we will be helping you here to get fitter and healthier in 2021 and beyond. All right. Bye, everybody. for listening to the fit and healthy denver podcast brought to you by kinetic chain denver physical therapy if you know anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast please share it with them and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can enjoy all the great information we're bringing you in the next episode